Is Ray J. Dennis coming to Champaign? Is Coleman Hawkins in the NBA draft? What about Terrence Shannon Jr.'s future? All these questions are swirling around the Illinois men's basketball program right now. And we've got beat writer Scott Ritchie here to give us the insight. I mean, it's status quo for now. Illinois is still waiting on the decisions of those three players. Three rather important decisions that will greatly impact the 23-24 season. Um, But until the end of the month, it's just wait and see. All right, we'll dive into that more in the latest episode of Inside Illinois Basketball. Welcome back. Another episode of Inside Illini Basketball. Scott Ritchie's in the building. Jim Rosso's not. He's on the slots machine, I think. Uh, getting some some video gambling in. Yeah, I could see him just being... That's like all he would do, just sit at a slot machine in for the hours. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> in the darkest <laughs> casino he could find. Well, I'm Matt Daniels, sports editor of the News Gazette, filling in for Jim uh, this week on episode 249 Inside Atlanta basketball, we're uh, smack dab in the middle of the offseason, Scott, so there's plenty to talk about today. I mean, kind of. It's mostly the same as far as like the status goes. Um, same as last week, same as the week before. Illinois is just waiting for decisions to be made by three different players. One you know, being Ray J. Dennis, who was uh, on campus for a visit this past weekend. And you know, the Toledo transfer just has to decide where he wants to play next. And then the other decisions, um, Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon Jr., uh, they're going through the pre-draft process. Combine starts today in Chicago. I think that this is the we're going to measure everything about you day. Um, runs through Sunday, so it's a full week. Of so is this the day we find out maybe Coleman Hawkins really isn't 6 feet 10, but more like 6, 9, and 3 quarters? Yeah, and it'll be that exact. like. Okay. The, the measurements are you know, to the quarter inch, but you know, then they'll measure. I, I still don't know why they measure players without shoes and then with <laughs> shoes. It's like, when's the last time you saw a barefoot basketball player? Like, they used to be barefoot kickers in football. Yeah, well, just like one barefoot, though, right? True. I think. That'd be weird, though. You'd think you just, if you're going to. Well, yeah, because it's like uh, you'd be kind of like lopsided. Yeah. I don't know. That was a weird thing, anyway, to kick with a barefoot. Um, but I, I, you wear shoes playing basketball. Just measure them in shoes. Um, but so they've got that going on this week in Chicago again, and they now have 16 days to make up their mind whether they're going to stay in the draft or return to college basketball. So Illinois is just in a holding pattern, and a lot sort of rides on those three decisions because that changes the dynamic of next year's team entirely. Like in major ways mm-hmm. all three of those decisions so may 31st is what 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 important date is that for that's for fans the to know? withdrawal date set by the ncaa for early entrance in the draft okay. to either stay on or come out uh, the nba has its own deadline after that why um that at, th- at this point that's more for international players i guess because the ncaa has their own deadline okay You'd think that they would just make sync up them the same, <laughs> and like it would make sense for it to be the NBA d- deadline. But I, 
I imagine there was some pushback from me from college coaches is like we'd like to not wait until mid-June to know you know about some of these things but it's I mean name me one thing the NCAA has done that's not goofy and it'll be the first all right so Terrence Shannon Jr. Coleman Hawkins uh what are they going to do this week in Chicago, Chicago besides getting measured with their shoes on and their shoes off well and there's also like measure wingspans and there's all sorts of like skill and agility drills those are also earlier in the week um there's some five on five action not everyone because there's like 78 players i think at the combine not including whoever got the bump from the g league elite camp that was over the weekend this past weekend it's not everybody plays five on five most of like the project I don't say most of the projected first rounders. A lot of them, at least, don't because mm-hmm. film don't lie. Well, and also, like, why expose yourself? Like, if you have a bad day, mm-hmm. that would. There's a lot of what have you done for me lately? And if in front office personnel see you struggle, be like, well, maybe we're rethinking it. So, so is this a good opportunity then for Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon Jr. if they do play five on five to get out and and strut their stuff in front of NBA personnel and maybe change the minds at all? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the opposite is also true. Um, they could have the bad day, but there's not maybe as much riding on that as if they were, say, projected in the first round because mm-hmm. the money changes drastically between the first and the second round. Like, they're looking to move up. A good day does that, potentially. Um, a bad day maybe doesn't change their, their status that much. But So there's that. There's also um, a lot of interviews with... You know, team personnel. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty much the same as like the NFL Combine, where all the teams will bring you in and talk to you and find out about you and look for green flags, look for red flags, checkered flags. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's a it's an intense week, and it's not just on the basketball court, but um, that's where. You know, money can be made or lost in both of those arenas. Do you think the combine matters that much? I mean, is it? Well, the NBA thinks it does because starting next year, Mm -hmm. if you are wanting to be drafted Mm -hmm. at all, you have to participate in the combine. Okay. You have to be there in Chicago. I I imagine they'll keep it in Chicago Mm -hmm. and go through testing and interviews. Don't have to play five on five but you have to be there and because these front office types want every last morsel of information they can get about someone that they're going to potentially invest millions of dollars in so they want to run you through all of the agility stuff all the measurements and any medical stuff as well um and there's only like one way you can get out of it and that's to have like a legitimate medical excuse mm-hmm. and then but like i don't know do you want that because they'd be like oh, well you're hurt already <laughs> we, you can't can't draft you so i mean i i don't know what the value is because these players have been scouted honestly for years at this point some mm-hmm. of them because you, know, you see nba types show up at like big high school mm-hmm. events big prep events um but the NBA, they, I guess they see the, the value because they're going to make it mandatory. 
Coleman Hawkins what played a prolific prep out in California and he wasn't he he was teammates with what Jalen Green Jalen Green mm-hmm. yeah and I mean Namari Burnett that was when Coleman Hawkins that was sort of the big three mm-hmm. interesting paths all of them have <laughs> taken uh, Jalen Green obviously is in the NBA mm-hmm. playing with the Houston Rockets was a first round pick um, Namari Burnett has that one is not third been college. healthy yeah has you know started at um, Texas Texas Tech. Tech transferred to Alabama got hurt kind of played this last year not really and now he's on a really strange michigan team (laughs) (laughs) like uh, i'm not sure where juan howard's going with it but i think he like was like let me get into mario burnett let me get caleb love and maybe we can talk hunter dickinson into coming back um instead he probably should have spent all the money on hunter dickinson because that Mm -hmm. was the only reason hunter left michigan was NIL opportunities. He said so as much on his own podcast, and uh, Kansas stepped up to the plate, and if the rumors of his two-year deal are true, he made the the very smart business decision. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so Namari's sort of just been in basketball limbo. Mm-hmm. And then there's Coleman Hawkins, the, the steady three-year career at Illinois. Could be four. Possibly, maybe if he, I mean, could be five. I think he, he was a freshman mm-hmm. during the COVID year, so he's got the bonus. Um, but yeah, it, Coleman is in the place where we're still kind of talking about his potential, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's got. I mean, in the interest from NBA teams, like he has intriguing potential, but mm-hmm. he just hasn't tapped into it consistently enough. Um, so that next step, which wherever he takes it, you know, could be could be big. Terrence Shannon Jr. posted an 82-second video to his Twitter account on Friday afternoon, I believe that was. Yeah, that was three days ago. Uh, it was later in the week. Okay. Um, what What were your big takeaways from my from biggest this, takeaway this was it did what it was intended to do, and it was just to drum up intrigue interest um interaction mm-hmm. no firm about decisions. no there was nothing solid about it it was just highlights which mm-hmm. was cool but i was like i was at most of those games so it didn't <laughs> do a lot for me um yeah it's just a highlight video and like you're waiting at the end it's like i'm back <laughs> or thanks for the memories but it was nothing and like it didn't make it it wouldn't have made any sense to mm-hmm. for him to have made that decision at the end of last week with the combine mm-hmm. this week. Gotcha. Because, I mean, Terrence kind of is what he is at this point. I mean, he's older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, his one season in Illinois showed what he could do in a higher usage role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that there's a lot more for him to prove either way so his decision is just going to come down on if he thinks he can get maybe a guaranteed deal as a second round pick because or jump into the first round you never know mm-hmm. I, I sort of doubt that um so a guaranteed deal as a second round pick kind of like what i would assume we've got you know instant millionaire mm-hmm. or come back to illinois where 
the money could potentially be better than say if he got a two way deal mm-hmm. or if he goes undrafted, which would be a bit of a surprise, but then there's nothing guaranteed about any of that. Mm-hmm. So he has this week to kind of maybe prove that he should be in that sort of range where guaranteed deals are more common. You know, the first really 15 picks of the second round, maybe 12, and it kind of varies, but they're a little more common than they used to be. Or that NIL is good enough for now, and he could try again in next year's draft, which doesn't, I mean, all of the experts say it's not nearly as strong and mm-hmm. maybe could break into the first round. What's your gut say right now, Scott Ritchie, on uh, late morning, Monday, May 15th, Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins, do they stay or do they go? Ed Bond has his opinion over here, veteran producer engineer who's seen decades I, and decades of Illinois basketball. Yes, I would say today that Terrence comes back in Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all right, we're making up... Yeah, uh, it's a Monday. Uh, Terrence comes back and Coleman... But Shannon doesn't. <laughs> he's what only, about Junior? He's really only half committed. What about Junior? Um, <laughs> Terrence Shannon Jr. comes back. Woo, all right, bold, ec- bold declaration. Coleman Hawkins stays in the draft. Okay. So the... And also, the, bot, the reverse the, could be true, or mm-hmm. both could come back, or both could say that they're done with college basketball. So the bot aggregate that will pull this podcast off the interwebs will have the headlines say Richie says Shannon returns to Illinois is what I'm hearing. Yeah, because, you know, well, who wants to be responsible on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just think... Is he going to come back with the hashtag unfinished business 2.0? I, he, I think he'd have to talk to Io about that. Okay. I'm not sure if the trademarks were filed, but <laughs> also, like, I don't know, you, you, you want to be you know, a little more creative okay. with your own. There will be some kind of hashtag, though. Yeah. has to be at this point. It's a world we live in. But I don't know. I just think the money that he will get here, and oh, gosh, even a couple years into this, it sounds weird to... Well, uh, eventually just, I'll get used to it. it but. The, my whole beef with all of this is, and I'm again, I'm fine with college athletes getting paid, whatever. That's that's great for them. My whole beef with this is just the transparency of it. Just like, cause it's all just speculation. Yeah, and like about how much money they're making. It's not like with. I would say sports. most of the time it's, um, it'd be probably exaggerated a little bit. Or what could happen, and we're probably a few years away from this, but. Just make them employees. It's been been talked about for a while. Hasn't happened yet. It make the transfer point interesting because you will have signed a contract, <laughs> and usually when you try to get out of contracts, there are some penalties that you have to to pay. But although I don't know, coaches, I mean, they have to buy out. So I mean, now the next school that they're hired from usually does the, mm-hmm. the paying on that front, but. Um, yeah, it's uh I just think the money that Terrence Shannon will get at Illinois will obviously be comparable to what he may get mm-hmm. as a sort of middle of the second round draft pick and again like all of these mocks have Terrence and Coleman 
in the second round. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the mock drafts, they all even all like the the major ones, there are maybe two or three international players projected as second round picks. There will probably be ten mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. Okay. So that factor has to be you know taken into consideration. No matter what Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon Jr. Not just Terrence and Shannon, but Terrence Shannon Jr. decide. Sometimes my mouth goes faster <laughs> than my brain. Decide to do. Uh, last I checked, neither are point guards for Illinois, no matter how much maybe they want to be. Well, I times. mean, I don't know that either of them wanted to be, but they both operated as a point guard <laughs> for Illinois last year. Um, it's a shorter list of who wasn't a point guard or put in that role. All right, so it's R.J. Dennis or Bust is kind of what I'm I'm hearing as far as transfer point guard options for the Illini. Yeah, they're all in, and they have to be because like I've I've seen the rest of the portal, and like all the good point guards are gone. Now there are a couple guys still going through the draft that I believe have graduated. So even though they're not in the portal, they don't have to be because it was a graduate transfer. Um, but that's like not a guarantee at all. Mm-hmm. And again, good point guards are sort of a commodity, and Elmo is not the only team interested in Ray J. Dennis, and wouldn't be the only team interested in say, we'll just use him as an example because he's going through the draft process, has graduated. Tiger Campbell. Okay, and R.J. Dennis is not. Is he at the NBA Combine? No, this he did week? not okay. get invited. Okay, and uh, he wasn't invited to the G League Elite Camp either. Okay. So all one all, would assume he's coming back to college basketball. Okay, and the fact that he's like taking visits sort of hammers home that point. Okay, but yeah, um, probably need to do whatever it takes to lock it up. Okay. Because like Illinois can't go into another season without an established point guard. I mean, they could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, they could. There's nothing stopping them from doing that, other than maybe wanting to win basketball games <laughs> at a high level and yeah, and make a run in March. Yeah, there's a, a lot of things this program wants to do. Uh, none of them will be accomplished unless there's a point guard to sort of lead the way. All right, since I know you've watched all 35 Toledo games from last winter. Just like thousands of Illinois fans will have claimed to do in the next couple of weeks, if R.J. Dennis uh, decides to uh, uh, commit to the Illini, uh, what are they? What would they get with him? What are the? What's the? What's the? What's the ceiling then for this Illinois team if uh, R.J. Dennis can become a menace to other Big Ten teams? you see what I did there? I did. Thank you. Thank so, you for not rolling your eyes at me. Dad joke was in full effect. I mean, internally. <laughs> <laughs> they were rolling, but you can see my eyes, so I had to. No, it's, uh, well, one, they'll go from a team that's projected right now at Bart Torvik. It's a great website. You should check it out, barttorvik.com. Sort the data right there, yeah. right? You can sort the data. Um, but they're... Right now, projected is like a top fifty team. Illinois, yeah. All right, because that their roster does not currently include Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins, or point guard TBD. So clearly, there's. So some they don't believe in Nicolo Moretti. I mean, post this on the bulletin board. 
All I've seen from him is doesn't matter. He's getting an off season with body by Fletch. What's important because he came in weighing like 155 pounds or something. The four after photos on social media are going to be legit. Yeah, and that's it was important for him to get here in January and then have however many months that is before next season. To about ten is about ten, ten yeah. and a half. Calendar doesn't change. I've seen him shoot like before games. Okay. Like, Nice lefty stroke. Like okay. Brad Underwood's got a thing for lefties. Yeah. Um, and he's competed internationally at his age group. I like that. Okay. He hasn't done anything in college basketball. And, like, he tried that last year mm-hmm. with two freshman point guards. One of them didn't make it through January, and the other left after the end of the season. Okay. And there was a ceiling on this team. Because of it. Mm-hmm. Right, this is one of my favorite off-season inquiries that I bug Scott Ritchie with pretty much every year, uh, just to get his goat a little bit. Mm. Uh, yep. uh, what's your projected starting five? And starters matter. I don't care what Brad Underwood says. It, it matters. It also matters who's finishing games. I understand that. Who's your starting five right now if you had to look into a crystal ball on November, whatever date the season opens, against some low-major team at State Farm Center? What what's the starting five for the Illini? Based on the roster, as yeah, it right as of right now, as as everything, as all the speculation swirling and uh, it's undecided, and roster reshuffling is continuing. Give me your starting five, so in six months from now, when you listen to this, you'll be right. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll do it for you. R.J. Dennis, point guard. Ray J. Dennis. Ray J. Dennis. <laughs> Got to get that right. Sorry, R.J. Melendez. I was looking at the media guide. He was on the cover of it, which will be another discussion here later in this podcast. Got some thoughts. Um, Ray J. Dennis, point guard. Well, I mean, I, if you're going to allow me to use players that aren't on the roster. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Who is the starting five for Illinois in the when the 2023-2024 season tips off as it stands here on Monday, May 15th? This is the fun of off-season podcasts, Scott. It's really not fun. <laughs> okay. There are no wrong answers. Yeah, but I know I'll be wrong. <laughs> it's different. Um, so Ray J. Dennis at point guard, okay. I guess. I mean, Indiana and Baylor are trying to have something to say about that. Yeah. But um, Terrence Shannon. Okay. All right. I already said I think he's coming back, so I guess we have to go down the Terrence and now. Shannon are coming back? I'm just... I thought with Jim gone, <laughs> I'd have a happier podcast. I've known you like half your life, so just yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got two starters. All right, that's two of the five we need. Uh, Marcus Damask. Okay, there we starter. go. Transfer from Southern Illinois. I believe he's on campus. Where he did the little red pin thing you do on Twitter. That all the cool I, kids do these days. I, I guess I was really upset when Elon Musk did, just didn't nuke Twitter. <laughs> like he promised, and then he did. It's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, all right, so you got three. Quincy Garrier. Okay, four. There you go. And. Ooh, decision time now. Dane Danger, I guess. Okay. So you got Luke Goody coming off the bench. Ty Rogers coming off the bench. I feel bad about that. You got Justin Harmon coming off the bench i think that's gonna happen unless terrence shannon jr all three of him <laughs> doesn't come back okay then that's another that's a whole other issue because the interesting feature on bartorvik.com 
to circle back to Ray J. Dennis, is they have he has a roster cast thing where you can add players to the roster mm-hmm. and it uh, adjusts the rankings. See, it's fun accordingly. Um, he calls it the sausage maker. There you go. <laughs> you don't want to know how the sausage <laughs> is made. That's like the, that's the saying. Um, like if you add Ray J. Dennis to the team with no other changes, so that wouldn't mean no Terrence Shannon Jr. Mm-hmm. All of Terrence Shannon Jr. No Coleman Hawkins. Only becomes sort of roughly a top 40 team. Okay. Because what they, again, they don't have is like the guy that led them in scoring. They, so basically don't, have they don't have that kind of play. So basically you're seeing a repeat of last year's season. I have a different because... Same end result. Yeah. 8-9 type seed in the NCAA tournament. But if you add... Scott's Ray, doing this real time right now. If you add Ray J. Dennis... Not R.J. Dennis, but Ray J. Dennis. I'll be admit. I'll, I can admit when I flub some names, just like I'm giving Scotty a hard time here about Terrence. You had those two. Top twenty-five team. Okay. If you had Coleman Hawkins, it's a slightly better top twenty-five team. Okay. All right. So, as big, I mean, and it is important to get a point guard that's played college basketball before. Also, kind of important to maybe put together the the package necessary to. Entice Terrence Shannon Jr. to come back because it's legal so, now. Yeah, and sort of, and there's several layers to that. And is NIL being used in? You mean pay for play? <laughs> well, <laughs> you said it, not me. Just cut the yeah terminology. Just because um, if you don't like, just like there's really I don't I question the available point cards mm-hmm. in the portal. There's not a Terrence Shannon Jr. Neither, okay. necessarily. So, like I mentioned at the top, three kind of rather important decisions have to be made. But to circle back again to Ray J. Dennis, I mean, he's shown an ability to kind of straddle that line between scorer and facilitator. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a career year at Toledo, part of the reason he was the MAC player of the year. Got to be pretty good. Average 19.6 points and 5.8 assists per game. Like, he was responsible for a... Now, they played a super up-tempo, let's-score-a-lot-of-points type of offense, but he was still, res- like, directly responsible for a pretty good chunk every mm-hmm. game. Um, I think with Ray J. Dennis, you could see Illinois offensively maybe go back to the type of offense that they ran with Io Sumo, a, a lot more ball screens with you know trusting Ray J Dennis to make the right decision you know out of those whether it's to look for his own shot set up a teammate but mm-hmm. like, he does that on a pretty high level um and that was the best Illinois offense looked mm-hmm. now Stephen Gentry was around sort of the architect you know of that you know on Brad Underwood's staff um but like that style it w- at least it would be a style mm-hmm. because in theory and in, in practice, unfortunately, like they ran Brad Underwood's spread offense last year, but I don't know that they ran it particularly mm-hmm. well. Um, and, you know, if you go off what RJ Melendez said uh, after they lo- the loss to Arkansas, I was like, they just never really ran any plays. Like plays would be called in. They didn't run them. So maybe if they had like a, a point guard that was like, his job and he knows how to do it mm-hmm. maybe they'd run some actions because like there's this whole i mean 
you know, open, freewheeling type of offense. It's fun, exciting, get out and run. But I don't know, running a set every once in a while usually can be a pretty good thing. All right, if R.J. Dennis, Ray J. Dennis, man, I need to work on that. Ray J. You Dennis. See how I haven't? I've, I just said Ray J. once, and then I just didn't bring it up ever again. Ray J. Dennis comes to Illinois. Is he on the cover of next year's media guide, Scotty? Because there are five players on the 2023, 2022-23 Illinois media guide. Five players. Only one of them for sure is coming back next season. But is R.J. Dennis. Ray J. Man, I am messing this up. This is like, whoo. I can edit this right, Ed. No, I'm joking. Ray J. Dennis. Does he make the media guy next year if he comes to Illinois? Probably. Okay. Or I mean, are you a fan of just the one-player media guy cover, or do you like the multi-players? I think yeah. if you've got the one player, mm-hmm. it's like that's our guy. Then sure. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's part of like someone's nil agreement. Like they <laughs> have to be on the have media guy. Media guy cover. The five players, by the way, that were on the Illinois men's basketball media guide last year, from left to right, Matthew Meyer. Can't come back. Can't come back. Knew that. RJ Melendez. Won't come back. Transferred to Georgia. Coleman Hawkins in the middle. Maybe. Terrence Shannon Jr. Maybe. And the potential 1,500-point career scorer, Luke Goody. Is back. Okay. Not in Scott Ritchie's starting lineup for next season, though. Well, maybe I'm wrong, because before he got hurt last October... He might have started, mm-hmm. and then he missed basically the entire season. Um, came back and doesn't get the year because he came back at the end and played. So uh, it's going to put a real crimp in getting to fifteen hundred career points. I think. All right, one final talking point before we get out of here after we've botched several names. Uh, th- thankfully, Jim, just two Jim, names. One, Jim should one be apiece. back. Jim should be back next week, so I won't have to. Uh, Make listeners' ears bleed as I mispronounce Ray J. Dennis's name. Scotty, you and I were doing our pre-production meeting, which consisted of, you know, about seven minutes worth of research, I want to say. Name the last ten, and I bring this up because Illinois high school basketball, I would say Illinois is a good high school basketball state. It's not probably where it was in the 80s and 90s and... Early 2000s. Early 2000s and beginning of the 2010s right now. Name the last 10 Illinois players that signed with Illinois out of high school that ended up starting at Illinois. So your qualifier means Terrence Shannon Jr. Correct. Terrence Shannon Jr. <laughs> Does not You're going to think about that now all the time, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so work backwards. Okay. If I can do this chronologically in reverse. Um, That's a trick. Demonte Williams. Yes. Adam Miller. Well, high, well, high school. High school. Okay, Demonte Williams, Peoria Manual. There you go. Adam Miller, mm-hmm. uh, Manual and Morgan Park. Okay. Uh, Io DeSumo. Okay. Westinghouse. I think people forget. There you go. And Morgan Park. Um, he could have been Kiwan Garris. I'm not sure Westinghouse was in the same place. Fair enough. Um, in yeah. Io's time as it was. All right, so you got Q1's three. Um, again, working backwards, Aaron Jordan went uh, to P- 
Plainfield East. Good job. Michael Finke. Uh-huh. Right here at Centennial High School. Okay. Um, Malcolm Hill. Uh-huh. Belleville East. You're, also, you're forgetting one. He's the second greatest player to come out of Edwardsville High School. Oh, I did. See, backwards chronologically. Who's the first? Uh, this this guy right here is okay. talking. <laughs> Mark Smith, Edwardsville. Um, so, it's in Malcolm Hill, uh, Kendrick Nunn, mm-hmm. and Jalen Tate from mm-hmm. Simeon. And... Oh, Nana Egwu went to... St. Ignatius. Mm-hmm. Also, Tracy Abrams, we kind of threw in the mix there, too. Just, oh, just his career extended six seasons long. Mount Carmel. There you go. Chicago Mount Carmel, not the southern, southeastern Illinois village. Um, I'm pretty confused. sure everyone. Anyway, I bring that up because we just named 10, 11 players that spanned almost a decade. These are the last 10. You you go back. Okay, you're the two most iconic teams in Illinois men's basketball history. I think everyone can agree. Whiz kids. <laughs> <laughs> they were good. I'm sure Lauren Tate can have this debate better than you or I could. Flying Illini, 1988-89 roster, and 2004-05 team, which it still bugs me. They need some moniker next to their name, like Flying Illini, instead of just the 2004-05 team. <laughs> like, everyone knows who they are, but they need It doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well as Flying Illini. So those teams... Think of their, the stars of those teams, the starters, the major contributors. Ten players went to Illinois high schools just based off that and came to Illinois. Okay, I'm putting in a qualifier here because Kenny Battle transferred in, had to sit out a season, transferred from Northern Illinois. But you had D. Brown, Proviso East, Luther Head, Manley, James Augustine, Lincoln Way Central, Roger Powell Jr. played for Juliet Township on the 0405 team that finished – 37-2, and two, lost to Carolina in the NCAA title game. And then the final line, I, Nick Anderson, Simeon, Kenny Battle, West Aurora, Marcus Liberty, King, Lowell Hamilton, Providence St. Mel, Kendall Gill, Rich Central, Stephen Bardo, Carbondale. Like you mentioned, basketball in the state of Illinois is maybe not quite what it used to be. Also, everyone recruits. Mm-hmm. Chicago, and I think that's changed a little bit. Like recruiting is definitely not regional anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and Illinois, is the same way. Like they have offered players from the state, um, at least players that like have started their careers in the state. A lot of them have finished them elsewhere. Um, but like those players, like now, like they play. If not during their high school season, national mm-hmm. schedules, they play sort of a national schedule in AAU, mm-hmm. like it's, you know, either EYBL or Under Armour, Adidas, what have you. Like, so they're playing everywhere, and it's just it's different. And I don't know that like playing for your state school is the thing mm-hmm. it used to be. Okay. Because the game has gone national, international, mm-hmm. really. That is true. All right, just wanted to to end the podcast on uh, on that note. Scott will be back next week for some more insight. Maybe we'll have some more clarification on this ever-evolving Illinois roster. Well, the combine will be done. 
So you'd think Terrence Shannon Jr., Terrence Shannon Jr., <laughs> and Coleman Hawkins would have a pretty good idea of where they stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I mean, they'll have 10 days from the end of the combine until the NCAA's deadline to withdraw. So th- they don't have to decide right away. Um, and then, you know, Ray J. Dennis has made his first visit. Mm-hmm. Getting the first one is good. Illinois closed on those um, this spring, even. Marcus Damask, mm-hmm. Quincy Guerrier. So, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, maybe Ray J. Dennis has committed. There it happened go. with Quincy. That is true. Um, but again, like, there's other interested parties, and if I were him, I'd go to everywhere and see who's going to make the best offer. All right. like, it's not playing time offer. Yeah. Because he's going to play. Monetary offer, you're saying? Yes. Envelopes full of cash. I mean, that's, I think, the way that it used to happen. Direct deposit now, I guess. Yeah, because you don't have to hide it. Yeah. So the duffel bag full of stacks of 20s, 50s, 100s, I don't know. I don't know how it worked. Because I wasn't ever a good enough, a- good enough athlete <laughs> to have someone drop that on my front step. Yeah, it's, it's all uh, on the, I can't even say it's not, it's mostly on the up and up. How about that? All right, Scott Ritchie, thanks, as always, for your insight. Thanks to Ed Bond here as well. Jim Rosso should be back next week. And thanks to all of you for listening to another episode of Inside Illini Basketball. Have a good week, everyone.